Welcome back to another episode of the Game Boys. This is your hosts, Jamin and Tim. This week, we're coming at you with, instead of any game news, we're talking about our top five movies with some honorable mentions. Hey, Jamin, how's it going? Dude, I am doing fantastic, man. How are you? Dude, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Uh, this week, we have a, have a special guest. Uh, would you like to introduce them? Yes, our special guest today is my very own brother, Noah. Hey guys, good to be here. Good to have you on the on the show, Noah, or on the podcast. It's, it's going to be a fun time. We've got five, top five favorite movies, you know, some, some jokes and laughs, and it's going to be a good time. So the way we'll do it is... Uh, we can go, you know, Jamin, we'll go Jamin, you, Noah, to me, just in that circle. Jamin, let's kick it off with you. All right, sweet. All right, dude. So movies. So uh, I definitely play more video games than I do watch movies. So this one was a little bit tougher, but I, I think I managed to pull out a pretty good list here. Okay, so for my number five pick, since uh, it is October spooky halloween i wanted to go with a halloween themed movie so my first pick is dracula untold um so this movie was um the origin story of how vlad the impaler became dracula um and i think i don't know to me this one was just like one of the coolest halloween movies ever you know i went into it in the theater expecting it to be kind of meh but I don't know, I ended up loving it. Like it just had a really good cast of characters and the action was really cool. Um, and, you know, it just was, it, it had really cool visuals and a cool villain. Um, so yeah, I wanted to kick things off with a, a spooky, spooky movie on the list. And uh, what I liked about it too, is it wasn't really scary. It was more of an action movie because uh, I don't really love horror movies. So that pick was more actiony, and and I mean Dracula is such a cool character, so that's my my number five pick was Dracula Untold. Cool, cool, sounds good. Noah. All right, so for my number five, must be a brother thing because I also picked a very Halloween movie. Um, this one's also sort of an action adventure. It's called Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman. I absolutely love this movie. Um, it is fantastic because it's a like it's a wonderful Halloween movie that has all the main Halloween monsters that you would normally think of. It has Dracula, it has the Wolfman, it has the Brides of Dracula, and then it, of course it has Van Helsing himself, Frankenstein, a couple of new characters. So I love this movie to death. Um, it is very CGI in some moments, so I know a lot of people probably are eh, they're a little iffy on it, but. To me, I think it's a great story, and for a story to capture most of the Halloween monsters in one movie, that's already kind of hard, so they probably were making this movie thinking, oh man, hopefully it works, and to me, it totally worked. It was a great movie. Um, it has Hugh Jackman and Kate Beckinsale, who's phenomenal, um, so yeah, love Van Helsing. Fantastic. 
Yeah, it would have been easy for that kind of a movie to come off as like ridiculously cheesy and bad. But yeah, yeah, like you said, I mean, it actually kind of captured the spirit of each monster or each character that was in it. Now that one is cool. I like that one as well. Dang, you guys are showing me up. I'm out here like a Disney movie on my top five. You're like, oh, I've got these Halloween ones. Okay, well, well, now mine just feels lackluster. Uh, it's <laughs> my my number five is the uh, the Aladdin live action. It's I don't know. It just it did such a good uh, job on the first one. Plus, it's got good actors. Um, it really captured what the first one, like the animated one, was. Uh, I mean, Will Smith as the genie. Come on, that like that was comedy gold. Um, I mean, we didn't get the uh, the rug and, and genie playing chess scene, which was my favorite from the first movie, where uh, where genie uh, says to the says, "Can't believe it, I'm losing to a rug." Uh, good old uh, Robin Williams, but uh, but yeah, I just I knew Aladdin. It was just like so good. Uh, the guy who played Aladdin, uh, I don't remember his name. It's Starts with them, but uh, it was real good. Um, yeah, the whole movie, just, you know, the guy who played Jafar did such a good job of feeling evil. Um, yeah, so that was my number five. Yeah, that one's funny. Uh, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't expecting that one to be that good. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, dude, they did a good job. Like, it was it was really good. I dude, know. I was hyped for that movie because I loved the first one, like the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was waiting for them to do the live action for that one. I thought Beauty and the Beast was cool. I thought um, a couple other ones, I think the Jungle Book came, like one of the first ones. It was fine. But that one for sure was like my highly anticipated. So even from the trailer, I knew it was going to be awesome. And then you have Will Smith, like you said. Yeah. Oh my goodness, just makes it perfect. Yeah, it really does. Alrighty, Jamin. All right. So my number four pick is one in a very classic series. Um, I guess this one is also a little bit Halloween y as well, depending. Uh, I guess, I mean, it also kind of can be Christmassy too. Um, but so my number four pick is actually Harry Potter. Um, and I went with, uh, Goblet of Fire. So this one has always been my favorite. Um, I like them all really. I mean, they're all such well done movies. All that casting was like just perfect. Um, but the reason I picked Goblet of Fire was, um, well, for one reason is this is the first time we ever get to see Voldemort. Um, and you get to like see, and, and the, also the, the introduction of like the Death Eaters too. So, this was like the first of like the um, more of like the, the darker ones. I mean, I know the third one was a little bit dark as well, but this was definitely leaning more into like the very dark territory. Um, it still is a fun movie. It's still really funny. I mean, the ballroom scene is hilarious um, with Ron's outfit. That's absolutely ghastly, um, which is really funny. Um, but yeah, the, the casting was well done. I really liked Robert Pattinson as uh, Cedric Dickery. Um, I thought that one was was cool and and it was just a fun movie you know I mean they fought dragons at one point and there were like mermaids and stuff like that so it was just kind of like a cool one you know you mean the Hungarian horntail yeah dude yeah dragons and stuff come on yeah the dragons dude it was it was cool man I like that one it just had like a good blend of of action and comedy and it did yeah it's so that that one's my favorite in the series but again I mean I love all those movies 
That's really good. Cause like, honestly, like what was cool about that movie too, was it wasn't like, I love the first one, of course. And then of course the last ones were good too, but I kind of liked that it was sort of in the middle. Like he wasn't too young where I was like, all right, he's a little too kiddish, but it also wasn't one where it's like, Oh my goodness. Like the deathly hollows was cool, but it got to a point where I was like, Oh man, dude, this is like depressing. So I kind of liked that. It still had, it had the dark moments, but it also had the fun lighter stuff. It had a good balance. So nice yeah i like that one very nice all right noah what do you got all right so for my number four pick um i chose something from one of my favorite franchises which is lord of the rings this one was hard because i love all three of them and i like all three of them for different reasons but if i had to choose one it would definitely be fellowship of the ring um the reason why it's the first of the three um it's a good introduction to all the characters and I feel like it has a good balance of um, peril as well as sort of calm serenity when it comes to like with the Shire and everything. Like it starts out nice and calm. It's just sort of kind of grazing you into everything. Um, I know it has the battles in the beginning, which is awesome, but uh, there's something soothing about the Shire. I love that. But honestly, that, that one was great. You had the original fellowship. None of the characters died. Spoiler alert. Um, but it was really good. I thought they cast that movie insanely well. Like I hadn't read the books before I watched those movies, but um, oh my goodness, everyone was perfect. Gandalf, Frodo, or Aragorn, Boromir, Legolas. I mean, it was just, it was so perfectly cast. And then the other movies, they do a good job, but the problem is you don't ever get to see the Fellowship as a unit together in the whole movie. So that movie, that first one has that. And so to me, that, that makes it my favorite for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can tell, right, when you, you know, even if you've never even heard of what Lord of the Rings is, you could tell in, like, the first, you know, 10 minutes that you're you're going to be in for, like, an awesome adventure, you know, yeah. like, and it's going to be such a unique world, and it's going to be really interesting um, with really cool characters. Like you said, they're cast super well. So, yeah, that's a good one. Definitely. <clears throat> that's definitely made honor my honorable mentions. Nice. Alrighty, so my fourth one, Inception. Ooh, nice. Yeah, uh, I watched this one. This is the recent, most recent out of all of these movies that I've watched. Um, like, I mean, like for the first time. Uh, I think I first watched this uh, two months ago. Um, and I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's a pretty good actor. Um, I mean, the whole crew was just a good actor. You have uh, some people from, like, I think X-Men are in the movie, like, actors. Um, you got some people from, I mean, just, again, various uh, good actors. It was just cool because it's like a mind trip. Like, the whole movie, you're just like, wait, are they in reality or are they not? And then there's, like, goes to a scene, like, spins the top, falls over. You're like, okay, well, spoiler alert, spins the top. Leonardo DiCaprio's character spins the top. If it doesn't stop, he's there in, uh, like, in Inception, like, in, uh, or not in Inception, they're in someone's... Limbo. Uh, limbo, yeah. Um, but if it stops, they're in the real world. Um, so anyways, it was just a cool movie because, like, they have to go three layers deep into this guy's psyche, and it's like, you know, you just keep diving deeper and deeper, and it's like, five minutes in the real world is like an hour of level one 
you know, then at level two, it's a few weeks. And I think at level three, it's like 10 years. And then it's like 50 years, anything past that. Um, and they did such a good job with just how they made you feel on the edge of your seat the entire time because just things are going wrong one after another. And you're like, oh, crap. This is like, it's, this is bad. And, uh, and then at the end of the movie, when you see people getting off the plane, you see uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character goes home uh, to see his kids. Um, and, you know, he spins the top on the table and then just the movie cuts out. So you never see if it stops or not to see if he, because um, spoiler alert, he goes into limbo uh, where his wife is stayed at, or no, uh, where they got stuck um and then they came out of it and she could never get back to thinking that the real world was real um and killed herself um and so he finally gets to see his kids again uh or so we think or so they want us to think um but we're not sure if he had to sacrifice himself at the end of the movie to stay in limbo um to let everyone else get out or what so it was just that cool kind of it was almost a movie that every time they went in you were on the edge of your seat you're like oh shoot like this person like just died and then you're like oh nope that was just in limbo they're actually just back to life in the real world so it's a uh, it messes with your head i don't know i i see noah i think you you've seen it then right yeah yeah jamin, absolutely jamin have you seen the movie yeah, actually, I was going to say, was this literally two months ago? Was that literally the first time you've ever seen it? Yeah. Dude, that's Whoa. crazy, man. That movie came out like 10 years. 11 years ago. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. It, it does. It, it tripped me out, dude. I yeah. was sitting there and I would be like, I would lose, like, I would like go to the bathroom or something. I'd come back and I was like, I was like, what the heck just happened? I'm like, are they in limbo? Are they not in limbo? And it's like, oh, shoot, that guy just got shot in the head. And then they're like, nah he's just back in real life man like it's so nuts yeah that's a trippy movie honestly that's kind of like the hallmark of christopher nolan like he does that most of his movies other than i think probably the batmans that's probably Mm -hmm. not one of them but that's like his hallmark like he'll choose something that's super like out there Mm -hmm. and it's a good story but by the end of it as soon as it like the last scene ends you're like wait a sec (laughs) it's like the prestige that was a good one too all righty not enough of my rambling on about Inception. Uh, Jamin, number three. All right. So, yeah, um, I promised to you that me and Noah don't have the same script here, but I actually moved mine a peg higher because my third pick was Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring as well. Um, and I was debating between that or Two Towers because I also really love Two Towers. Um, but, yeah, I mean – I don't know. You just, you can't go wrong with the first one. I mean, that one is just, it's like the best. Yeah. It's got the full right. ensemble cast. You, you get, you, you get introduced to all these really funny, you know, all the hobbits are really funny. Mary and Pippin and Sam, you get introduced to the Nazgul. I loved all the Nazgul stuff. Um, and just showing how cool Aragorn was, you know, he's kind of like a rogue, you know, he's like the cool guy sitting in the back, you know, hitting a pint or whatever um and it's just cool like the all the characters they feel really unique 
Um, and they don't, you know, one of them isn't just like, oh yeah, that's the comedy relief guy. Oh yeah, that's the cool guy. You know, like each of them have motives and they're they're cool for different reasons, but they're also funny for different reasons. Um, and I mean, dude, who could have ever predicted, you know, you know, uh, I guess a spoiler, but it's not really, it didn't really happen, but like Gandalf dying, you know, quote unquote, you know, at least that's what people thought, like, who would have ever expected that, you know, like the most powerful person in the group is the one who gets ousted first. Um, and that was just so, you know, that was huge. Like, I remember watching that and like, you know, the Balrog is there and you're like, they're, you're like, okay, dude, they're going to, you know, this is their first hurdle, but they're going to take this guy down easy. But then, you know, Gandalf gets thrown down the pit. And you're like, what the heck? You're like, are you serious? <laughs> like, the wizard is the one that goes first? Like, what the? Um, and then it also has one of my favorite villains, Lurtz. That guy is awesome, man. And, and there's just so many twists and turns. Like, you wouldn't have expected, you know, Boromir to die. Um, but again, every good movie or TV show that Sean Bean is in, if he dies, that's, that's how you know it's a good movie or a show. If he stays alive, then it's not very good. Um, but yeah, I mean, just such a good movie. Great acting, amazing combat, you know, fight scenes, I guess. Um, and just a, a grand story, you know. I mean, when that one ended, you're like, oh, crap. Like, I, I have to see the rest of these. Like, you, And that's with all of them, honestly. And, you know, after you see Two Towers, you're like, I got to see Return of the King. You know, so they're just, yeah, an amazing, amazing franchise. Probably one of the greatest, I think the greatest movie, like the greatest um, fantasy movie franchise ever. It has to be, you know? So, yeah, that's my third pick. So, so, so I have actually a funny story. Um, the first time, I I mean, I watched them, but like the first time I saw the scene in the, in the uh, was it, not Misty Mountains, um, what is it, the mountain? Anyways, like where they get attacked by all of the orcs. You mean Mines uh, of Moria? Like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and like the big troll and stuff. Have you ever seen the YouTube video of that scene, but replace the swords with lightsabers? Dude, Ooh. I I have, I have. It's, that it's, was epic. Yeah, it's so cool. It's uh, so cool. That was the first time I ever saw that scene before I watched the movie. I saw that and I was like, oh, dude, this is hilarious. You're like, dude, where's the lightsabers? Like, this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, you're like, dude, <laughs> really? Aragorn, use the force. <laughs> Man, Legolas isn't shooting lightsaber arrows? What? Yeah, what the yeah. heck? All right. Sorry, enough of that. All right. So for my number three, ooh, I think it would have to be um, The Phantom of the Opera. Uh, I love that movie, and I'll just preface this with saying I, at first, like, especially when I was younger, I wasn't, like, super into musicals. They kind of weren't my thing, other than, like, Disney, because that's kind of what I grew up with. So Disney, of course. But, like, other than that, I'm not going to go out of my way to see a musical. But I do remember when I was younger being introduced to Phantom of the Opera, the, the movie. I know it's a, a uh, an amazing play, but that was my first introduction in the movie and um, the 2004 one with Gerard Butler and Emmy Rossum. That movie is amazing. I mean, I love it. The, the score of course is just amazing with Andrew Lloyd Webber and, and the orchestra and um, the soundtrack's phenomenal. The characters are absolutely fantastic. Um, and what was really cool was, I mean, I guess this is just more of uh, just Andrew Lloyd Webber's story that's what the movie's based on. But the Phantom of the Opera was, I guess, uh, an original book 
Um, I think it's by a French author named Gaston Leroux. Could be wrong, but I think that's who it is. Um, I tried reading the book and it was super like, it was awful. I, I couldn't, I could not pay attention for two seconds. It was horrible. But then when I watched the movie, and of course it's a different version of that story, a very different one. Um, I fell in love with it. Like it's such a good movie and it's great because it is action adventure, but it's, it is mostly a romance, but it's a very dark romance, which I'm into. Um, and it's a very cool rendition of the characters from uh, Gaston the Rose, but of course it's Andrew Lloyd Webber's. Um, I think the Phantom's phenomenally played by uh, Gerard Butler. He's awesome. I just love that actor in general. I mean, the dude plays like Leonidas in 300, so I mean, you can't not love him. But The Phantom of the Opera is a great movie. Anyone who hasn't seen it, I am telling you, you gotta watch it. At least try it. It's it's a really good movie. I know it's a musical and you think, eh, I don't know if I'm into that. It's really well done. The lyrics and the storyline, it's it's just, it's really, really well done. Um, of course, uh, director is Joel Schumacher. I, I think he's an awesome director. He's definitely directed some classics for me. But yeah, Phantom of the Opera was totally awesome. Cool. I'll uh, I'll give I'll check it out. Have not watched it. Uh, cool. Uh, well, I have another Gerard Butler movie, not the three hundred, not three hundred animated one, uh, and that's How to Train Your Dragon, number one. Nice. I mean, I like them all, but number one just is like a classic, and then like into DreamWorks, like that's like that was like my first. Uh, I think like DreamWorks movie like that I ever watched was like How to Train Your Dragon. And uh, and I mean, that movie is just, for me, it's a classic animated movie. Like I, I go back to that, like it's on, where is it on now? It used to be on, uh, on Netflix, but yeah, I just, I love that movie so much. Um, again, it was so good. Um, like the whole story of like Hiccup and like Toothless, you know, like dragon and, and human coming together to, you know, to show that not all drag like not their dragons aren't all bad. Um, and you see like just how connected they become throughout this whole movie. Uh, especially see that at the end and like that big fight when Toothless like risks his life to save Hiccup and vice versa. Um, you know, it, that was one of the cool, like, coolest, I guess, uh, like, monster fight, like, monster, I guess, I don't know if you'd classify this as a monster movie, but, like, it was a good monster fight at the end of the movie. Um, so, and again, it was, like, one of those just classics, like, from my childhood, just fell in love with it the first time I watched it, and something I could just watch again and again, so... That movie has really good animation too. Like going back and watching some of these like old movies, I think like, oh, that's cool. But like when I watch just for the animation, I'm like, I'm, I'm surprised. Like they've really done well over the years yeah. in making it look, even though it's supposed to be cartoony, it still looks like just like you can see the character's hair on their head and it's like super detailed to their clothes, to the dragons and their scales. It's totally, I, I think that's a good pick because honestly, that animation, that movie is so good. Yeah, it's really held up good against time. Because I mean, like that came out in 
2009 or 2008. So, okay. Number two. All right. So my number two, I'm actually pretty excited about this one. Um, it was either this or one other one that I put in my honorable mentions. Um, so my number two is actually Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, and I mean, dude, I love this movie. I remember this was like the first movie that I ever saw that had like insanely cool choreographed fights. Like I remember, you know, cause the first movie, I mean, like he can fight good, but like his fighting style, like, isn't cool. You know, like, I mean, he'll throw his, his shield and like, you know, he'll like, you know, right hook someone or whatever. He but hasn't he, developed his own style yet. Yeah. Like he, but in this one, he has like a crazy, like Kung Fu, like ninja style. Um, and he's, you know, he's doing flips and kicks and, you know, using his shield in like different ways and stuff like that. And um, so the fighting, like the first time I ever saw that, I was like, holy cow. I was like, this is like the coolest fighting ever. Um, and then the story, I mean, Winter Soldier is such a unique and interesting character. And it was cool because, you know, you see Captain America in the beginning of the movie, just completely boss people. And you're like, dude, this dude's unstoppable. But then you go to Winter Soldier and then you're like, oh, crap, Winter Soldier's unstoppable. Like Captain America throws his shield at him and Winter Soldier just grabs it. And you're like, oh, crap. And then, you know, when they actually, you know, confront each other and they're battling like, oh, man, Winter Soldier's fighting style is so cool. Like just watching that fight play out. And it's, it's really shot well, too, because sometimes you can have cool looking fight scenes, but the camera is like really jerking around and like you, you can't really... Like, you know it's a cool fight going down, but, like, you kind of can't really see it. Yeah. But the way that this one was shot, it's, like, you could fully see the action. It was, like, it was weird because it was, like, it was almost slowed down so that we could see it, but it was still a fast-paced fight. Um, and it was just – it was insanely cool. And, and uh, you know, uh, the story of, of Winter Soldier being, like, an assassin throughout time was, you know, these events have happened, like, uh, JFK's assassination and stuff like that. And it's like they're tying real world kind of events and showing that, oh, yeah, these things that happened was because of the Winter Soldier. Um, and it was so cool. And then, of course, the spoiler, I guess, the reveal that Winter Soldier is actually Bucky and that Bucky actually survived. Because in the first movie, uh, Bucky gets thrown off of a train. Um, so you think he dies. But then in this one, he's alive. And then, you know, you find out what happens. He was taken by um, by the Hydra soldiers, Hydra, uh, Hydra scientists. And they, you know brain wiped him and gave him this insane arm um and so it's a cool story because um you know at first he's like this dangerous assassin but then he's like he's a friend you know and like you know now now cap is is you know struggling because while he has to take him down it's also his childhood you know best friend so um it creates really good drama um and and the dynamic really between um chris evans who plays captain america and scarlett johansson who plays uh, black widow is i think at its best here i think this is where you can really see their friendship because in the first avengers you know they're, they're all really just getting to know each other so they don't really have ties yet but this movie really helped to cement that like cap you know captain america and, and or steve rogers and you know black widow um are, are really good friends and they their chemistry you know in the movie but also just as actors was just really good and it, it helped sell the movie for me so um yeah just the crazy action i'd never seen before the amazing story really good cast 
Um, and it was just overall just such a fun movie to watch. Um, it was really enjoyable. And I was, yeah, I was really excited for the rest of Marvel. I was like, dang, if this is like coming out of Marvel, then like sign me up. I mean, I already kind of knew that with the first Iron Man, but still like I was like, dang, this is awesome. So yeah, it's probably actually my favorite superhero movie too. So that's a good yeah. one. Because yeah. like, honestly, it's cool. Um, like, I love when our when we see our heroes face a villain that's physically a match for them, if not a little bit better than them in certain ways, because they don't hold back. So I think that makes it compelling. And also what was cool was you kind of, even though, it, yes, you, you know it's a superhero movie, it's Captain America, you actually watch it going, wow, this is really mostly like a Cold War spy thriller, Jason Bourne meets superheroes. I mean, that's how I felt. So that's why I felt like that movie really killed it because it had layers to it and actually felt like more than just a superhero movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, it reminds me, there's a funny uh, line in uh, in the first one that says, uh, that I'm trying to remember who it, who it is. Um, it might be the general, um, but he's like, they're not going to attack you with a pocket knife. And then in one of the fight scenes in, in uh, Winter Soldier, uh, when Winter Soldier and him are like battling it out, like almost like fist to fist, um, the Winter Soldier has like a knife, like a, almost like a pocket knife. And yeah. I'm like, but he's attacking him with a pocket knife. <laughs> yeah, it's good. A lot of cool references all through those, throughout those movies. Definitely. All righty. Cool. So um, my number two is also a Marvel movie, but it is uh, pre-MCU. So this one is a little divisive because I know it definitely has its haters. Probably the majority of people are haters of this, but I loved it. And it's the 2000, I want to say it's 2003 um, Daredevil with uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Gardner, uh, Michael Clark Duncan, Colin Farrell, and a few others. Um, this movie to me was amazing. I mean, this is something that like, this was one of the superhero movies that I grew up with. And especially being young, I didn't, we didn't have the MCU yet. Like when I was little, there was no MCU. There was only, oh, there's a Spider-Man coming out, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, or there's Blade or whatever. And there's all these really cool movies, but Daredevil was definitely the one I loved. And I think because to me, I've always loved Batman. Like, Batman's one of my favorite characters ever. So to have a Marvel version of that character, pretty much, I know they're very different in a lot of ways, but they are similar too. Um, so a Marvel Batman, immediately I was hooked as a kid. Uh, but it's a great story. Um, he's a vigilante, of course. He's in Hell's Kitchen. He's a lawyer by day, vigilante by night. Um, but I thought Ben Affleck did a really great job in the movie. And what was cool was in that movie, John Favreau is... Uh, Foggy Nelson, his uh, Matt Murdock's friend and lawyer uh, buddy, and he's hilarious in it. But it's so funny to see John Favreau in that movie, and then later on he'd help create. I think he was one of the people who really helped the MCU for sure. So, but no, Daredevil was a great movie. Um, Bullseye was in it. Kingpin, really compelling villains, um, very iconic villains too. And of course, you have Elektra in there, which is great. Um, so it's a very action heavy movie, but it's also cool because it has a lot of great threads in it. Um, not only the friendship with Foggy Nelson, but also uh, the great idea about Daredevil is in that movie, it starts off with him 
going back and him telling you his story, but throughout it, you're seeing him feel like he's not really doing much. Like he's been fighting crime for a while and he's like, man, like nothing's working. He's like, there are some days when I feel like I'm helping and then there are certain days when I'm just, I don't think I'm really helping. And so throughout the movie, Electra and then the storyline itself helped Matt to realize, oh, you know, there is hope. Um, I have to have more faith in humanity and I just have to continue what I'm doing and just do the best that I can with, you know, beating up bad guys and then saving people. But it's definitely a great movie. Um, definitely recommend it. It's fun. It's not, there are definitely some moments, I will be honest, there are some cheesy moments where I'll even watch it. I just watched it uh, a couple days ago, I believe. And even then I was like, okay, this scene was a little much. So th- there is like one or two scenes I probably would have taken out because I thought, oh, it was a little cheese. But the rest of it was, in, in all senses, a fairly good uh, dark rendition of the character. I thought it was cool. Um, very stylized. Um, the, action, the action sequences were fantastic. I thought his suit looked great. Um, yeah, overall, really fun movie, Daredevil. Loved it. Nice, nice. Man. My number two was definitely, it was hard to think of uh, because I had another one that could very easily take this spot, but I chose to make this one in this spot instead of an honorable mention. Uh, it's a movie called Weathering With You. Uh, it's a, a romance. It's like, um, here, let me see what the technical term is. Like, it's So it's an anime movie. It's a, it's a, almost like a romance, like an anime romance movie. Um, let's see. Uh, like anime drama, uh, a little bit of fantasy um, and romance. Pretty much the premise of the story is, is it's, it takes place in Japan and there's this girl who um, crossed this, uh, this like shrine gate while praying and uh, became a weather maiden and every time she prays because japan has had this constant downpour of of rain every time she prays she can make the sun come out and make the make the rain go away but every time she does so part of her disappears so and it's all about how this boy you also meet in the movie how they kind of like have this friendship and and bond and that uh and like you see like them start to go closer and that's where the, like the romance comes in like they start to really like each other and then um and it it does get you it gets like I don't cry at a lot of movies but this was a movie like that I I cried at um cuz it's like it, it's just like you've seen these people and like it was so happy because like they you know they kind of made almost like a little business out of it cuz like they're young they're like 14 and like 16 um and or 15 17 and and uh and it was just so cool and then you know she she prays one last time and she disappears and and the guy and the boy is like obviously like upset and and you know he they their little her little brother was with them like because uh, like she, he she was taking care of him because their parent her their parents had died um, the boy and the and the girls, uh, like her, the girls and her brother, little brothers, um, and uh, and so, anyways, it's like this whole thing, and and so he goes to try and find her to get her back, and it it really just like cat and like 
I don't know, catches you and like you feel it in the moment. Um, just gets you tearing up. Uh, like I said, like I don't cry at movies normally, but like I could probably count the amount of times that I've cried during movies. And like this is definitely one of them. Another one being Iron Man's death. Uh, but that, that's the story for another time. Um, but yeah, so that, that was my number two. It was just something I could just watch, um, or put out, like, put on in the background or something, like, uh, it was just, it's good. I mean, I, I watch it in English, I'm, like, I'm not that, that hardcore into anime where I watch it in, in sub, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's a really good movie. I would recommend it to anyone, uh, even if you don't watch anime, it's just a good movie, um. Yeah, so that was my number two. That's cool. Yeah, honestly, like when a movie makes you feel certain emotions, especially like, oh man, like I'm really like sad that this happened. And like, if a if a movie really truly sincerely makes you feel those emotions, like you know they did their job. Like they did such a good job. And not that if other movies don't, that they didn't like. Oh, this movie didn't do good because it didn't make yeah. me feel. Good. It's not like that, but. Like, there are certain people who, like, understand, like, okay, this is how this scene has to go. This is how the characters have to do this because this is what we want to convey. And if you're conveying that to the audience and then they feel it, it's like, okay, yeah, we're, we're doing it right. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's just, like, really good storytelling. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it, it, you just feel it. Like, it, it's crazy. So, all right, I guess it's time for our honorable mentions. James. All right, all right. So I'll, I'll name a few. Okay, so one of my movies on my honorable mentions was the one I was talking about that I didn't know between this or another one to do for number two, um, but I went with The Dark Knight. This one, um, the only reason I didn't put it on there and I put Captain America instead is because I had more fun watching Captain America. I love The Dark Knight. It's amazing. I mean, uh, Heath Ledger's performance is probably one of the greatest performances in cinema history. Um, but it is a heavy movie. Um, and it's like kind of sad and stuff like that. And I mean, it's a great movie, but I, I have, I could, uh, rewatch winter soldier more than I can rewatch dark Knight. Like I can watch dark Knight maybe once a year, but then I'm like, wow, this is really heavy. Um, so dark Knight is a great one. Another one I have, um, is an animated movie actually. It's called Batman under the red hood. Um, one of my favorite animated movies ever, um, I just I love the idea of a character going up against their equal or like a dark reflection of their character. And that's kind of what Red Hood was to Batman. He you know, they both use gadgets and stuff like that. But Red Hood kills people and uses guns and Batman doesn't. Um, And, you know, getting to see that Red Hood is actually, um, you know, a Robin that had died which is, you know, and it's like crazy to Batman. He's like, you know, like, how the heck are you alive and stuff? So you have to you know, you're with Batman and you're figuring out the mystery of how, you know, his dead Robin came back to life and like why he's killing people and stuff. Um, so say which one it is. Yeah. It's, it's a uh, Jason Todd. So it's like the second Robin. Um, so he ends up, yeah, he gets raised by um, this super villain called Rachel Ghoul, which has this thing called a, a Lazarus pit. Yep. Yeah. It puts you in it and then you come back to life, but um, you come back to life a little crazy. So it was cool because it's like, you know, the the kind of the underlying message of the movie with that is just kind of like, well, did him coming back to life, is he killing people because 
the Lazarus pit made him crazy or is he killing people because, you know, Batman let him down by not killing the Joker. So why doesn't he just kill people? Because that way nobody has to get hurt by these criminals because the criminals are going to be dead. Um, So really like, even though it's just an animated movie, it really is like super deep and it really goes into, well, is Batman actually like, is he actually protecting the city? Like, is he actually doing the right thing by not killing them or should he just kill them? Um, So that was a great one. Um, another one on my list is actually going to be surprising. It's actually a comedy. Uh, it's called Hitch. Um, it's with um, it's with uh, Will Smith. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. Um, but yeah, Will Smith and Hitch. That movie is so stinking funny. Um, the premise of that one is basically um, this guy named Hitch. He runs a business and he pretty much, um, you know, the, the, pe- the clients that come to him are kind of like these nerdy dudes or whatever, these like shy guys. And basically they ask for his help on how to get like the girl of their dreams or whatever. Um, and he helps them, like gives them dating advice, stuff like that. Um, and the reason he does that is because like he used to be a total nerd too. And he lost out on the love of his life. So he wanted to make sure that, you know, other dudes, because the thing is, is like, I don't know. I mean, some, some got for guys and girls, but some girls, you know, the, they go after a guy that looks really good, but then in the end, you know, they're not really like a a good person inside. So what Hitch is trying to show is he's like, Hey, like, you know, just because this person isn't like, you know, a a celebrity or whatever, he's still a good person. You know, you, you still, you could be good together. Even if you're, you know, an average Joe going out with a celebrity, which is the premise of the movie. Um, So it's got a good message. It's really funny too. Um, I could watch that one all the time. Uh, Kevin James is in that. It's, it's hilarious, man. It is such a funny movie. Um, okay, and then another one on my list. I only have a couple more, but another one on my list Good. is uh, another Will Smith one, but this one is completely different. It's like the opposite. Um, it's called I Am Legend. Um, very dark. Um, not, it's not a horror, but it is like a thriller. Basically, um, it's kind of post-apocalyptic. There's like um, zombies, but they're not your typical zombies. They're not like the dumb ones who just kind of, walk around they're they're actually a little bit more like vampires because they only go out at night but they're like insanely strong and like really fast um so they're like a crazy threat but it's just a good movie because you get to see like what would happen if like an apocalypse happened in a huge place like new york but yet only one person survived you know so you get to kind of see his character him and his dog um and then he meets like another uh, a mom and a kid um and you just kind of get to see how they um, you know get through you know fighting these monsters and it has a lot of heart to it um, it's got a pretty sad ending um, and it, it's got a couple jump scares and stuff it's pretty tense but that's definitely one of Will Smith's best movies in my opinion um, that one is awesome I love that one um, okay so this one's kind of a double even though it's two movies I put them together but the first Avengers and also Infinity War Um, I love both these movies. It's funny, like the first time I actually watched Avengers, I actually didn't really like it very much. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of meh. But after after watching it multiple times, I'm like, this movie is actually really awesome. Um, I love that movie. And then obviously Infinity War. Um, To me, out of Infinity War and Endgame, I personally like Infinity War a little bit better because of how unpredictable it was. Um, I wasn't expecting, you know, Thanos to win. I mean, if you read the comics, then I guess you would know. But um, I'm not, you know, too heavy into Marvel comics. Um, but so it was crazy to see that, that Thanos actually won and like seeing like Peter Parker disappear 
and like Black Panther disappear, like these big characters, like you'd think like, okay, you know, kind of the small minor characters would disappear, but the big guys would stay around, but no, like big characters were getting, were disappearing and stuff like that. Um, so both those movies are both really good. Um, just good on ensemble movies. And I think those movies always did well with, um, you know, like showing every character and, and doing them justice, you know, like they aren't just caricatures of who they are. Like it's their actual characters. like Iron Man in those movies in Avengers is the same Iron Man from Iron Man, you know, like it's not a different character. Like they're them, you know, if that makes any sense. And the way they clash in the first one, especially um, it's really funny, but it's just cool. Um, okay. Sorry. My last one. I only have one more. Um, and it's uh, star Wars story rogue one. Um, so this one, again, is another one of those movies where I watched it the first time. I was like, meh. But then I watched it again, and I was like, actually, that movie's really cool. Um, it's got a good story. It's got, you know, I mean, it's your typical rebellion against the Empire, but a little bit more, um, I guess, small scale. But also, it, it shows you how, you know, Princess Leia got the, you know, the, the chip or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it was a cool movie. You get to see Darth Vader. Because, I mean, in the old movies, he's pretty slow. But you got to see him actually, like, you know, take some dudes down, which is cool. Um, yeah, the characters are really good. The story's good. It's funny. Um, yeah, so those are my honorable mentions, kind of a lot of them, but yeah. Nice. Those are good ones. Um, okay, so for my honorable mentions, I have, I have a few as well. Because it was really hard. I mean, you choose five movies, and it's like five. Oh, man. Like, you really have to dig down and find, okay, what are the ones that are the most – you know, I can rewatch this one a lot, which ones make me, you know, feel like, oh, this is super fun compared to like something heavy like the Dark Knight. So that was, those were good. Um, so for mine, up first, I have the Star Wars prequels. And I'll just say, I love all the Star Wars movies, except for the sequels. But the prequels to me, I thought were the best. Um, I know they have a lot of people saying, oh, well, you know, the, the act wasn't all that great in here and there. And Okay, I, I, I understand all those arguments completely. And especially Jar Jar, like, dude could have died in the first 15 minutes. I would have been fine. Like, you said save him, he's still alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jar Jar, not so much. But I did like the prequels because it did show you how Anakin became Darth Vader. And it really, I mean, to me, I really thought the guy who played Anakin was awesome. I thought he was cast really well because he wasn't supposed to be a perfectly balanced, dark, serious, you know, he has to have personality. He has to have conflict. He has to be able to be like, Oh, I want to do this. Oh, but I'll do this instead. And Obi-Wan has to be like, Oh dude, really? But I thought the characters Padme, Obi-Wan and Anakin by far the trio in that trilogy was fantastic. Um, I thought all their dynamics were great. Um, I loved Qui-Gon, of course. I mean, Qui-Gon, dude, OG. Um, him and Darth Maul and a couple other characters, they did a great job. But what I really loved about the prequels was that it felt, obviously, it felt a little bit more hopeful than the original trilogy because the Empire wasn't there yet. Palpatine wasn't in control of everything yet. Um, but also, I loved the fact that um, the characters, I mean, with their dueling, the combat, the, the fight scenes in that movie, especially with the lightsabers, were phenomenal. Because, I mean, you watch the original trilogy, and it's great for nostalgia and for a lot of other reasons, like story. But the fighting, you, you kind of have to just get past it because it's kind of hokey. You know, it's 80s. It's like, oh, brother. 
70s type thing but with the prequels they really did their homework and George Lucas really made sure that the fight scenes were just phenomenal because I mean you think about these guys who are Jedi I mean they have to be I mean they're basically space ninja slash samurai I mean they have to be like these insanely trained warriors who are perfectly balanced and all this stuff so love those movies Anakin becomes Vader fantastic um, so for my next one is another big franchise and I'll just kind of give a general overview is the Harry Potter movies. I love those movies, but I couldn't pick one of them for, for one of my top five, because I just think they're all really good for different reasons. Um, obviously the early ones are great because they're, you know, the kids are very innocent. They're just learning everything and it's a lot more fun to watch. And then you get to the older ones where you, you already know the characters and, but you see them struggle through certain things and, it becomes not maybe not as fun, but it's more like, okay, it's a little bit darker. It's definitely a different tone, especially with like Deathly Hollows and especially Half-Blood Prince, I feel like. Um, but they did a good job transitioning over all these characters. I mean, you have these kids who are basically throughout these movies, these actors are growing up and we're watching them grow up. So that was really great. Um, I thought the casting was perfect. J.K. Rowling, of course, was instrumental in making those movies. I mean, she invented those characters. She created like one of the best stories ever. Um, for sure, I think it's on par around the, the same area as Lord of the Rings. I think Lord of the Rings is the best, but I think Harry Potter is right up there. Um, so I absolutely love those movies to death. Um, and then just some other uh, independent films. I it, Part of series, I guess, um, Casino Royale, James Bond, Daniel Craig, that's his first uh, entry into the franchise. I thought Casino Royale was fantastic. Um, I love Daniel Craig's Bond. I've liked a few others in the past, but I think Daniel Craig has been the best. For me, he's the most like Jason Bourne, but he's still Bond. Um, And I think that movie's fantastic. Um, You have James Bond pitted against um, this bad guy. I can't remember his name right now, which is really sad. Um, but anyway, he's played by Mads Mikkelsen and he basically... Lashif. Yeah, Lashif. Perfect. Yeah, Lashif. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, yeah, so Lashif is like this banker. He's in uh, for like terrorist organizations. He basically handles all their money, but he ends up like, I guess, gambling it all away or something at a certain point in the movie. I could be wrong. Um, but then James Bond has to go in and he has to basically win a poker game against Lashif so that he can... Um, I guess, freeze the guy's accounts or whatever. Somehow they do that. Um, if he wins the money, Lashif doesn't get the money back. So Lashif is trying to fund all these organizations, but if he doesn't get that million dollars or whatever, then those organizations are going to come after him. So MI6 is like, okay, well, if we bag this dude. We can find out, okay, what, who are you working for? Who are your connections? And we can stop a whole lot of terrorists and a whole lot of um, bad things from happening in the world. So I thought that was a great movie. I mean, of course, you have your the great car, the Bond girls, the Bond action scenes, everything about it. Super fun. Love it. Um, so that I loved Casino Royale. I also loved one that actually Jamin had on his list for uh, top five, which was Dracula Untold. Um, I absolutely love that movie. And it was hard for me not to put it on this list, but I, I chose Van Helsing instead because to me, I feel like, Van Helsing was more fun, fun to watch. Um, and I loved it a little bit longer. So I love Van Helsing, but Dracula untold is definitely a movie that didn't receive its due. I feel like, because I feel like a lot of people 
um, like so the people who watched it, I think generally for the most part really liked it. And then I just don't think it got its box office like win. It didn't get enough money. So the, I guess they didn't end up getting a sequel, which was really a bummer. But the guy who plays Dracula, Luke Evans, is phenomenal. He also plays Gaston in Beauty of the Beast, which is fantastic. He's great. But uh, Dracula Untold is such a good movie. Um, and I won't go over too much because I know Jamin already did. But basically, he's learning. Uh, Vlad the Impaler is, is having to decide what he's willing to do to save his family and to save his, his people. Um, and he has to make the ultimate sacrifices and, and it ends up him being uh, Dracula. But um, that's a really, really great movie. Um, I definitely think it's underrated. So whoever can watch it, find it and watch it. It's a great movie. And then, sorry, I, this has been a lot, but my last one is Batman. Um, and it's the 1989 movie with Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton. And I love this movie. I'm pretty sure it was either this or the Batman animated series. That was my first entry into the Batman franchise. I love the character already, but Batman 1989 was phenomenal. Um, old movie and going back and rewatching it, there are definitely some scenes I'm like, oh, wow, that's uh, I can tell what they're doing there. That's that's a little cheese. But for the most part, that story was so well done. Um, and you have Bruce Wayne, Batman going up against the Joker and a great um, character to go along with Batman is Vicki Vale and Alfred. Um, Gordon, uh, he, he was a little interesting in those movies. I don't think they did him that well. Um, but that aside, I thought Batman was fantastic. Um, it had a really great story and it really showed a really cool part of Bruce Wayne. So a lot of people are very um, used to the, the Dark Knight trilogy, which again is fantastic. Um, but that's Christian Bale as Batman. So his Bruce Wayne was very like, okay, I'm the playboy. I'm the, I have to be this like suave dude in front of people, you know, so that way people don't suspect that I'm Batman. So that's fantastic. I think that's definitely a key component to Batman and Bruce Wayne. But what I liked about Michael Keaton was that in a lot of ways, he was like Ben Affleck's Batman in the sense that he, you can tell in the scenes when he plays Bruce Wayne, he's like uncomfortable. Like he does not want to be at that party or he doesn't want to be talking to normal people and all that stuff. Like he would rather be in his cave in his bat suit, sitting in his back computer, looking up, you know, how to find the next villain. Like that's where he's most comfortable. And I feel like that was played really well by Michael Keaton, because when you see him in those scenes, you, you kind of look at him and you're like, dude, this guy is not a player. He's not a billion. Like he doesn't seem like a playboy. He doesn't seem like the dude. Everyone's like, Oh my goodness, this Bruce Wayne. They're more like, Oh, that dude's a weirdo. Like, okay. But that's what's great about him. He's a very different Bruce Wayne. He's kind of weird. And I think that tinge from it is definitely from Tim Burton, for sure. And Michael Keaton kind of tag teaming and making it like that. So absolutely love that movie. That's actually a really fun, spooky Batman Halloween movie, too, in my opinion. So definitely those are my honorable mentions. Cool, cool. Yeah, we definitely had a, a few of the same Noah for honorable mentions. Uh, my first one was Star Wars, uh, also the prequels. Um, like, yeah, like you said, like it's just a little more hopeful. Uh, there's like a little more Jedi action in it. Um, obviously, the actors playing, like you said, Obi Wan, Anakin, Padme, all really good. I mean, like Ewan McGregor, just in general, amazing actor. Can't wait for the Obi Wan series. Um, I actually just watched uh, like a review of like uh, from like uh, like Christian uh, Haydenson who played Anakin 
like did an interview and was like, yeah, people keep complaining about Anakin being like this pouty, like two year old kind of like accidentally like really like immature, and uh, and and it was like also like with George Lucas's input and like that's how I told him to play the character. He's not supposed to be this like you know he's supposed to be a little immature. Obi Wan's supposed to kind of be like almost a little bit like a father slash older brother here, you know, and you know he's kind of supposed to be a little whiny. You know, because he's not going to get the way he wants it. Um, and, and, I mean, I thought he already did a good job as playing Anakin. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, I definitely like the, the first three. There's a little more ship action, flying. Um, uh, yeah, so then going on to my next one, you know, you got Harry Potter. Again, all the movies. Uh, all the movies are good. Um, the first two I like because they're more, uh, more like the books, more like a, how the books exactly were. Um, I mean, they, and then they kind of stray off a little bit later. Um, but yeah, all those movies were good. Um, yeah, yeah, it was weird because like when the last movie came out it was like 2011, which seems so long ago. But I remember it like just coming out. I feel like. I mean, I, I watched it, I think I was, like, nine when I watched it. Uh, and I watched the last one, Deathly Hallows Part Two, by myself, too. And I was, like, so in, in like, thralled in this movie. It was so good. But, yeah, all the movies were so good. Um, yeah, like, I think my favorite, if I had to pick one, would be Order of the Phoenix. Just because you have the room of, uh, is it, yeah, no. Requirement. Uh, was it that one? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's Umbridge. That's uh, that has Umbridge in it. Yeah, the Room of Requirement. Um, you got um, I mean, a sad part you have in spoiler like Sirius's death, but um, you have uh, what's what is that hall called with all like the crystal balls? Um, there's a certain like Hall of Incantations. I don't know. I don't it was know. it was like in the Ministry, but I can't remember. Yeah, what it was it's um like Hall of Predictions or something, or like uh like Fortune or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. It's like the Hall of Prophecy. Okay. Um. Yeah, and that was just really cool. And you have like the fight with the Death Eaters through like all of like you don't you barely even see the Death Eaters because it's like black and you see like like you know Crystal Ball smashing here and there and yeah it was just cool um this is my last of like a general like section i mean this is the biggest one like and just the mcu like the mcu was just it's amazing you know you have all the iron man movies great yeah i mean i'm not gonna name them all but like you know iron man and captain america movies you know those are like the main ones so good um the thing i liked about endgame um is that none of the original six avengers got uh snapped away and then it took ant-man because they were they all like kind of lost hope almost you know i mean iron man was like you know this is my life now got married to pepper you know had a kid uh you have you know hawkeye just goes off the deep end um thor just eats away his problems uh you know hulk is uh, hulk bruce bruce hulk uh whatever professor hulk i guess i think is his comic book name um so you just see like 
and then oh yeah and captain america you know i mean like he's helping out who he can but like you know they have no idea of how to even how to reverse this so that was the cool thing is you just see like the original six avengers and they just they don't know what to do until if they didn't have the help of these other mcu characters uh, now kind of going uh into some comedies i've uh i have uh this might sound funny, but Johnny English Reborn. Dude, it's... I don't remember what the guy's name who plays uh, Johnny English. Let's see. Uh, Rowan Atkinson. That was the first Johnny English movie I watched. Oh, my gosh. It's hilarious. It, it's hilarious. Just from from no offense, like, the guy's face is just funny. And then if you've ever seen that movie... There's like this um, like assassin lady throughout the whole movie. You have no idea whose side she's on. And she just like pretends to be different people. So like she'll be like a maid. And then you see Johnny English just beating up this maid. But it's not actually her. And they're like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, no, not it. And then like at the end of the movie, like he's like getting knighted. And it's actually the, uh, the assassin lady as the queen. And then, he, and then you just see him run into this other room after her and start beating the actual queen of England. And they're like, uh-huh. what are you doing? Uh, that, that was just hilarious. Uh, like he gets, uh, oh, he goes like to a monastery and gets trained on to have like literally like, iron, like I think they call it like nuts of steel. So, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like a groin of steel or something. And literally, there's, like, a point where, like, the main bad guy, they, like, his, like, hands are, like, stuck up, like, on, like, a wrap, because, like, it's Johnny English. Like, he always is, like, messing around. And the guy's, like, ha-ha! And, like, kicks him in the nuts. And then he's just, like, unfazed by it. And he's, like, what's wrong with you? Uh, so, anyways, that, that's just funny. Um, and then uh, next movie, it's also a comedy, uh, The Princess Bride. I mean, that that was gonna be my my number four, uh, but I figured it was it was just a good honorable mention. The Princess Bride is is a mix of a romance, uh, I guess, some drama and comedy. Uh, it's just like the whole fight with like the the three guys. You know, you got the the fencing fight with Nigo Montoyo. Uh, you, then you have like the I guess the fist fight or like the hand to hand combat with uh with Pheasant the giant uh and then the game of wits with uh Fusini or uh but I uh just all of those all three of those have like iconic like you can repeat it lines um even just from every actually just the characters themselves have all repeatable lines like uh probably one of my favorites is uh Hey pheasant, uh, or not pheasant? Um, is it pheasant the giant? Uh, I remember what that dude's name was? He, I, I remember the giant. Yeah, he's yeah. Funny. And he's like, "Is that rocks ahead?" He's like, "If I are, we'll all be dead." Uh, <laughs> anybody want a peanut? No more rhymes, and I mean it. Uh, but that you have the the hello. My name is Anigo Manto. Um, the why are you laughing? Well, I'm also not left-handed. Uh, just those. Uh, I think the funniest one now, because um, obviously COVID, uh, is when um, the main like character uh, who's going after the princess, he's like, 
he gets asked by the giant, he says, the giant says, why are you wearing a mask? And he goes, they're very comfortable. I think everyone in the future will be wearing masks. <laughs> uh, and I think that's just a funny thing because, you know, that's COVID, awesome. we're all wearing masks. Um, and then you have the, of course, iconic, haha, you fell into the one of the most classic blunders. Number one, the most classic blunder, you never get in a land war with Asia. And number two, slightly less well-known, you never take a bet with a Sicilian when death is on the line. Ha 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 ha. And then he falls over dead. Uh, very funny. Very hilarious. Um, but yeah. That, I remember watching that the first time. I think I watched it like, I don't know, since the day I watched it for like the next like two weeks, I watched it like once a day. Um, it was so good. Um, I know I this is a lot. I have probably the most honorable mentions here, but uh, almost done. I have Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's mm-hmm. Eleven is just a cool, like, a, it's a heist movie. It's it's a, it's not a Bond movie, but it's, I don't know, it's very cool because they're, like, they're, they're, uh, what, are they, what is it called? Like, they're all, uh, like, thieves. Like, they're all, like, super high-tech thieves. Um, you know, it's got uh, George Clooney. George Clooney, I think, uh, plays the main or one of the main characters. Um, yeah, you have George Clooney, uh, Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts, uh, Matt Damon, um, just to name a few of them. Uh, but yeah, that that movie was hilarious. From just the old guys in there to, you know just them flirting with with the girl like the girls and stuff yeah so um and then the last one on my list which i'm i'm thinking will be jamin's number one i could be very wrong about this seeing how the way his list has gone but uh joker by uh the new one from i think last year or two years ago with uh for uh joaquin phoenix that was like i mean i i've never seen like i've heard and i've seen clips of uh of the joker from i think the dark knight rises or is it batman returns uh whatever heath ledger uh joker is and and this is definitely by far up there in the jokers that i've seen it just he portrayed it so well and like you almost wanted to feel bad for the character um because like he has this like disease like where he laughs like uncontrollably and like it, it's a painful thing like and this is an actual disease too like in, in real life uh, like but it's like this is a painful thing because you just start laughing and you just can't stop it and and you feel bad for him and and then you know he he's like getting harassed and all this stuff at the beginning of the movie um and then it just goes like he goes like kind of crazy and but then it's almost it's like it's like oh yeah you're getting like this is like good it, again like it's a dark movie um but it's so good like i had to put it on my honorable mention because like uh his performance as the joker is just great uh yeah that's all i can put it as just it was great so those are my honorable mentions. Yeah, he deserved his best uh, best actor 
Oscar for sure. Yeah. His performance was legendary. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Time to go to the number ones, Jamin. All right, the big ones. Here we go. I, I'm I'm excited for your guys's too. I want to know what your guys' like favorite movies are. Okay, so uh, my number one. I'm gonna go ahead and say this, Tim. You're wrong. Uh, Joker is not my favorite one, even though that one is good. Um, so uh, my favorite genre um, is sci-fi. I love fantasy as well. Definitely, I love fantasy. But my favorite genre is sci-fi for sure. Um, and the movie that cemented it for me was Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Um, to me, this is just, I don't know, it's just the best movie ever. Um, it's funny. I mean, the the dynamic between Leia and Han is really funny. Um, you know, getting to see Luke become a Jedi, you know, or at least start the process is so cool. Yoda is like really weird, um, but really funny. And you get to see, you know, you really get to see kind of more of the force um, and you get to, you know, what's cool is you really get to see the impact um, of Ben Kenobi's death and, and, you know, the impact that it has on Luke, um, you know, now, now, now he feels like he has to step up and be the Jedi um, that Obi-Wan was. Um, and so, you know, and of course you get to see more of Darth Vader, which to me is my favorite movie villain ever. Um, his voice alone is just, I mean, it's legendary. I mean, all you have to do is hear the guys breathing and you know, that's Darth Vader, you know, like you don't even have to like star Wars, but you can hear that breathing and be like, Oh, that's Darth Vader. Right. Um, and so, you know, to, for me, I just, I've always loved the villains. Um, I like villains more than I like heroes. Um, and star Wars definitely, you know, definitely showed me that because I mean, I don't know, like as cool as Luke Skywalker is, I mean, come on, Darth Vader is the man. I mean, He's a robot samurai with a red lightsaber. Like he was so cool. Um, and, you know, getting to see, a, a, you know, another lightsaber fight was always cool. I mean, Boba Fett, admittedly Boba Fett really didn't do much, but he had such a cultural impact just because I guess how cool he looked. Um, and, you know, you get to see, you know, not just Luke having a conflict, but also, you know, not just Luke and Vader, but Boba and Han and Leia. Um, you get to see more of the dynamic, you know, a, a, as well as it being funny, you get to see more of the love story between um, Leia and Han. Um, and of course, I mean, how could I, you know, not say probably the, the best part about that movie was the reveal of Darth Vader being Anakin's father, uh, Anakin being Luke's father, being Anakin Skywalker before, because they always said Anakin had died. But now, you know, oh, crap, Anakin's actually alive and he's Darth Vader. Uh, and he's Luke's father. Um, and so that reveal alone, I mean, if you had never seen Star Wars before and you were only just watching those movies for the first time, you would have never known that. Like you would have, you know, because Obi-Wan or Ben Kenobi said, you know, he was my friend a long time ago, but he, you know, he had died. So for them to be like, you know, and then in, in the movie, you know, the Emperor's like, uh, you know, t talking to Darth Vader and it's like the son of Luke's, of Anakin Skywalker is there. Like you have to, you know, Get, go after luke or whatever and like he could have said wait you mean luke skywalker oh that's my son but like he doesn't say like he's just like okay and so like you would never have known and then he says it and i mean i love luke's reaction it's really funny he's like no uh it's kind of funny a little corny but like it's cool because you get to see like oh crap like my father is like the the like most evil dude you know 
Um, and it's cool because, you know, you get to see, you get to see a side of Darth Vader that you didn't see um, in A New Hope. You know, you get to see a side of him that's like, you know, come and join me, you know, like, so you kind of see that, like, he's not as evil as the emperor, you know, and he, he's kind of just looking for the best opportunity to take down the emperor because, you know, the emperor is so crazy and not that Darth Vader, you know, you see him and you're like, Oh dang, he's actually a good guy. Like he's still a bad guy, but like you get to see a side of him or like, wow, like not only is he like this crazy guy, but he's also like a father and like, he's trying to get his son, you know, trying to have a relationship with his son, even if it's, kind of crazy relationship if you wanted them both to be rulers or whatever but you know you get to see that and yeah i mean yes the action is not you know what it is in the prequels um but to me it was perfect for what it was you know that's 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 all it needed to be is just to see the lightsabers clashing i mean just seeing a lightsaber you know for the first time in a new hope people were just going crazy and it's funny because if you watch like an original take of the uh, new hope you can see how cheesy the lightsaber looked like it was super dim and it was like very like flat looking and like it just it like it did not look that cool you know but I mean to them back then it was like dude the laser sword like that's like the sickest thing ever but I mean now we see lightsabers and they're super bright and they're you know like long and they're they're you know thick or whatever so yeah, um, you get to see that. But back then, like seeing a lightsaber for the first time was like, whoa. What's cool you know? about that, if I can, if I can, yeah. uh, is they weren't actually, they were, the reason why they were so thin, like they would go in and out of like uh, being thin and thick is because it was a piece of uh, tinfoil. It was like a tinfoil rod that like they were shining like the lights off of, like reflective lights off of it to make it have that blue and red glow, which was just really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, yeah, honestly, like watching special features and stuff like that, you can see how low budget New Hope was. Like it was very low budget, like the lightsaber, like, you know, you can get a custom replica lightsaber now, the Graflex is what it's called. And it looks super cool and it's all detail. But I mean, back then, like the actual prop they used on set, it was just makeshift. Like they glued pieces together and like it kept falling apart. Like it just shows you like that movie was very low budget and yet it still came out to be, you know, one of the greatest sci-fi movies. But the reason I picked empire over new hope is just because I, I you know, I know that people, they, when they saw new hope, that was their first introduction to star Wars. And they were like, wow, this is like amazing. But for me, I think empire strikes back really cemented it. Like, wow, like this is one of the greatest sci-fi franchises ever, you know, like, it just had heart, it had character, had, you know, cool action for the time. I know it's it, like you said, a little cheesy, but for the time, it was really cool action. I mean, the characters obviously still hold up today. Um, and I mean, you can tell that these movies are so influential because the sequels were basically just a ripoff of them. Um, to me, I know, to me, that, that's how they felt. Um, so yeah, I mean, Empire Strikes Back, the best twist. Um, yeah, it's just, it's my favorite movie of all time. It, it made me love, obviously love Star Wars, but it made me love sci-fi. Um, and I'm always trying to look for that next kind of Star Wars-esque sci-fi, but still haven't found it yet because Star Wars is just so unique and vast and cool. Yeah, so yeah. that's my favorite movie. Dang, nice. that's awesome. Yeah, what's interesting before, Noah, you just go ahead. 
is like you see this kind of throughout all the movies like you said like with uh darth vader trying to like say like Luke, you know come with me you know we could rule the galaxy you see that kind of throughout the whole like trailer like not trilogy even like the whole like nine nine movies you know you have it in episode two when Dooku says to Obi-Wan, come join me, we'll take down the Sith. Like the Sith Lord like leads the Senate, we'll take him down. And then you see in episode three when Anakin asks, like says to Obi-Wan, you know, come join me, we can rule this, like we can rule the galaxy. And he even said that to Padme. Uh, and then, you know, in, in episode five, you know, you see Darth Vader say, come join me. He says it again in, in episode six. Kylo Ren says it, you know, to Ray. It's just, it's an ongoing thing of they just, you know, like kind of like the main like temptation for the for the hero or one of the heroes. So, so yeah, nice. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Um, and what's cool about that one? Before I just go to my number one, um, with with movies, it's really. I mean, for me, I feel like as a viewer. If I really like the first one, which majority of the people love New Hope, it's hard for them to go into a second one and come out saying, whoa, that was just as good, if not better, than the first one. And it's so hard. And then, like a lot of movies try. And sometimes, and there are definitely certain cases like with this, The Empire Strikes Back is better. Or, or you know, at least it's, it's just as good, if not better. Um, and also, like, with the Dark Knight and Batman Begins, some may say Dark Knight's better, Batman Begins, or whatever. I'm more Batman Begins guy. But um, but it's hard because, yeah, that first movie, it's if it's so well done, which is phenomenal, that means, okay, now that this one was good and people liked it, now we can make the next ones. But it's hard because now they're like, okay, wait. This one has to be just as good. But also, I mean, it's got to bring new elements. It's got to bring new stuff. It has to be – it really does have to be, in some senses, better than the original. So, and like what I also liked with Empire Strikes Back is like we see Vader, like for, I mean, literally like a second. It pans over to one of the scenes as this guy comes in because he has to tell Vader about something, some Imperial officer. And you see in Vader's like room, the helmet is off and you see a part of his skin. And you see the back of his head and it's all jacked. So that was like the first time people see him and go, oh, wait, dude, Vader's not just like, a robot like he's a dude inside and not just that like dude's jacked like i guess that's what's helping him stay alive is that suit so that was really cool and then seeing that play out in the prequels so that was awesome um okay so for my number one um yeah i was i was having hard time picking it because i mean I, I like so many movies but in the end i think this is definitely my favorite movie of all time is the mask of zorro this came out in 1998 um, with Anthony Hopkins, um, Antonio Banderas, Catherine Zeta-Jones, uh, and a few other um, wonderful actors and actresses um, in it. But man, I love this movie. I mean, I'm a sucker for any superhero, any guy with a mask and a cape trying to do the right thing. Like, okay, I'm already in. So let's just see how it goes. And Mask of Zorro killed it for me. It was such a good movie. Um, and what was cool about it was is it was really layered. So it's an action movie, but it's also a drama. It's also a little bit fantasy, but it's also a romance. And so it has all these wonderful elements and comedy, which is great. 
Um, and it's a movie that really encapsulates all those elements. And it's hard because I'll watch movies where some movies are really great, but I'm like, eh, I don't think that funny part was needed. Or you know what? That movie was good, but that one dark part didn't really fit within the movie. But this movie with everything in it, the comedy, the romance, the action, everything flows and it makes sense where it's put. So I really like that part about that. Um, I thought the actors were phenomenal. I mean, Anthony Hopkins, he's, I mean, he's amazing. Um, he plays the original Zorro. So in the movie, just to give a, just a general overview, the movie's about Zorro, which is um, the guise of uh, this guy named Diego, Diego de la Vega. And he's the, um, he's like a rich aristocrat um, within uh, Mexico. And Mexico has been taken over by the Spaniards. So it's been um, under the rule of these kind of tyrannical um, leaders. Uh, they've kind of oppressed the people. So Zorro's a hero who's trying to help the people do everything for the people to save them, make sure their freedom is intact and, and liberty is always there. So, um, so Anthony Hopkins plays Diego and he's the original Zorro. And he goes off against his nemesis, which is this guy named Rafael Montero, who's actually the leader of Mexico at the time. And what's also really cool about this movie is it takes place within, I know it's fanciful, but it takes within a, a historical context. So it's about the time that Santa Ana comes in and takes over Mexico and he leads the people's revolution. So Santa Ana is coming in and this guy, Rafael Montero, who's been just horrible at leading people, but he's kind of like a crazy leader and he's sadistic. He's like, he's on his last legs. He's like, all right, I got to get out of here before Santa Ana comes. Uh, but he has one last, like trying to get at the people and trying to oppress them and kill innocents. But what he's really trying to do is get Zorro to come out because he's been, Zorro's always been like a thorn in his side, you know, they're like nemesis. So Diego um, fights Rafael Montero, basically confronts him for the last time. And then Diego comes back to his home um, with his wife and daughter and Montero finds out that Diego is Zorro. So before he leaves the land, before Santa Ana comes in, he comes in and basically takes Diego away, puts him in prison. He inadvertently kills um, Diego's wife and then also takes his baby daughter um, to raise as his, as his own. Basically saying like, oh, this was supposed to be my daughter. So I'm gonna take her from you. I'm gonna take everything from you. So it's a really cool like revenge story. So Diego now has to, it's been 20 years later he now has to get back a Rafael Montero because that dude's coming back to Mexico. And um, it's a really great plot. I won't give any, any of the other stuff away, but basically Anthony Hopkins is now this old guy. And he's like, well, I mean, I can't fight the way I used to. I can't do the things I used to do. So I'll, you know, he ends up finding a, a young man who he can train to become the next Zorro. Um, Cause his days are pretty much done. So he can train this young guy. And from now on, this young dude, Antonio Banderas can, can take over his role and kind of protect the people. It's such a good movie. It's, oh my goodness, the music in that movie also is just phenomenal um, by James uh, Horner. Amazing, amazing soundtrack, amazing story. Um, it's a sword fighting swashbuckling adventure. So the sword fighting is really good. Like the choreography is awesome. Um, but again, it's just a really fun overall movie. Like you can sit down at any time. Um, the whole family can watch it and it's just, it's funny. It's fun. It's romantic. It's action. It's drama. It's suspense. It's super, it's just a, such a great movie. Um, 
So yeah, definitely The Mask of Zorro is my favorite movie of all time. Very nice, very nice. Okay, coming in at my number one is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That was such a, just the art style of it was good. It was like, it felt like an actual comic book jumped onto the big screen, like onto a movie screen. Like it, it truly felt like, you know, you had like the, it's, you know, first off, it's Miles Morales' universe. Um, and, uh, and you just, you know, it's again, like so comic booky. like you even have like the, you know, the sharp outline, like the bang or like the, you know, whatever, like the, like a gunshot bang or like just like someone hitting someone like you know the extended like a's or whatever and like a word um like in like a word bubble uh it was just like again the art style like was so different from anything we've seen like a superhero movie um and you had like again it was into spider-verse so you had um all the different spider-man kind of types you know you had um, Spider-Man from, like, Spider-Man Noir. You had um, Penny and, like, her spider robot. Um, you had Spider-Gwen. You had, um, uh, like, a P- old Peter Parker who's, like, divorced and, like, a slob. Um, and you had, uh, what was, there's the, oh, he had spider pig or spider ham, um, spider ham, spider ham. Uh, but anyways, I think was there one more? I think that was. I think that was it. Yeah. yeah. They didn't have. They didn't have like Spider Man twenty ninety nine. That was that was like the animated show. They had that one in. But yeah, like that was just like, oh, it was such a good movie, and like you had like a I think it was like the Sinister Six, right? Um, and it, it was like, you know, sp- the most like iconic Spider-Man villains mixed in with, um, with some of the iconic spider, I guess, people from the Spider-Verse. Um, and it even had like Kingpin in there from like Daredevil, who was like the main, like kind of head of the, of it, which was cool. Um, again, like they portrayed every character really well. Um, it was kind of cool seeing a different Spider-Man going through getting his powers. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, like how he was like at school and like, he's like climbing on the side of the walls and you just hear like, you see a classroom, you hear Bong! against the window. They all look and he's just like gone. Like it was just cool. Um, cool. Like just, idea because like i mean we've seen the normal peter parker spider-man plenty of times um i mean you have the three toby Maguire movies you have the two andrew garfield movies and even though the tom um holland movies didn't go into like his origins like of how he got his powers it's still spider-man's story yeah it's a different version of it but it's still spider it's still the peter parker spider-man that we kind of all know and love um, whereas Miles Morales hasn't really had his story told, I mean, on the big screen, I think ever, uh, this is like the first time and 
And then obviously we have the Miles Morales game coming out for the PS4, I think, and PS5, uh, which is cool because obviously he has a whole different set of powers than um, Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Like, he can go invisible. Um, I think he has, like, a lightning uh, punch or something or, like, something with lightning. I think, like, maybe, like, lightning webs or something. But it was just – it was cool to see a different Spider-Man grow up. And he kind of had his own, like, take on it. Like, he has, like, the spray-painted spider on his suit. Yeah, it, it was just – it was cool because, and you also got to see in the spider uh, cave, I guess, or spider shed, um, like all the different suits, like the Doctor Strange suit. You got to see um, this, uh, I think, Iron Spider suit. It was just a cool, like, Spider-Man movie that, uh, that I was honestly surprised by how good it was, um, especially with the animated style. So, so yeah. That was that's my number one. Yeah, a lot of good movies. Yeah, yeah. a lot of good movies. A lot, lot of classics in there. Uh, old and new, or like oh yeah, old and new, er, I guess. Um, but, but yeah, well, I guess that uh, that wraps up our top five uh, favorite movies. Uh, it was good. Uh, good to have you on, Noah. It was, good time thank you for having me yeah this was super fun i'll come back whenever you guys want seriously that was cool sounds good yeah well uh yeah i'm trying to think what uh what our next couple uh guests will be uh maybe we'll do a top five tv shows uh um i don't know we'll get someone who likes tv (laughs) yeah yeah someone who's watched a good amount of tv uh you know but yeah this was this was good uh glad we were able to have you on um i'm sure like we'll have you on again um but yeah all righty well we are coming to the end of this episode so i will uh i will sign out good to have you guys listening today uh and this is the game boys this is tim signing out and Jamin, Noah, would you like to sign out for us here? Finish off. Signing out. Yeah, peace out, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.